Hello and welcome to another lesson on soundproofing today. Man, I'm excited. I've been working hours on this video and I think you you'll notice that it pays off. Um, today will be about showing you exactly how to build a soundproof door. Uh, I did part one and actually a lot of thought went into changing some of the things I talked about in Soundproof Door Part 1 series, which you can go back to. But honestly, on Part 2, I'm going to go through a lot of the stuff that I changed, and we'll go start to finish with how to build a soundproof door today. I built soundproof doors over the years, and this video is all about what I've learned, rethinking the design, trying to make the design as efficient and cost-effective while also being obviously soundproof enough, which is not an easy task. Before I jump in though, I do wanna say I have that free resource for you, which is my free soundproofing workshop. You can check it out right away at soundproofyourstudio.com workshop. If you're on this journey of learning how to soundproof a room or a studio, I highly recommend you check out that free workshop because it's just gonna pull all the information together in one place rather than you having to search all over YouTube for it. So to check that out, just go to soundproofyourstudio.com slash workshop and I'll see you in the workshop. All right, let's dive into this lesson on how to build a soundproof door. Okay, so as you can see here, I have built an entire model in SketchUp of this entire door, and we are gonna break it down in this video. So basically the way, uh, the first thing I wanna talk about is I'm gonna break this down all the way to the studs. So here we have our double wall system and, uh, and our floor right here. And actually I'm gonna take the floor out. So just, just the two stud walls. Some people commented last week, oh, why aren't you staggering your frames? You totally can stagger. I, in my opinion, it's not the end of the world. Uh, I did talk to Roger Weiss about this, and he said he's seen studs actually touch each other from bending inward. Uh, I hope that that doesn't happen, but you could always stagger them as well. But uh, I, from a soundproofing perspective, I'm not sure if it makes that much of a difference. What I did do is add in these wick isolation clips that you can see right here. Uh, and these are actually one and a half inches wide, which I find so interesting because I almost always recommend building a one inch wall uh, between your double wall system. But for these clips to properly work, uh, you need to have one and a half inches. So they had a cool CAD file. I decided to put these clips in. These are the Wick isolation clips from Mason Industries and they can hold up to 250 pounds each. They're kind of like the industry standard for some of the best clips, uh, short of the DNSB clips uh, also by Mason Industries, which are even more intense. I usually recommend the IB3 clips, which a lot of you may have heard me talk about. And the IB3 clips are great. They hold up to 38 pounds per clip. And honestly, our doors, as you're gonna find out, are about 125 pounds. So using four of those uh, IB3 clips in these crucial positions of the midpoint uh, on the one of your king studs, either the most outside king stud or the middle king stud. Notice I did it on this side too here at the middle of the door height and then at the middle of the header height here. This is what J.H. Brandt recommends and, and I like this idea because it's really just holding your doors together, holding these walls together because the doors opening and closing is just going to put a ton of stress on your wall framing. So yeah, this, those are options there. You can use the wick isolation clips in which case you need to use one and a half inch. Honestly, for my clients, I, I might still recommend the IB3 clips, which will save some money um, and they're easy to order. 
than these and, and if you use four of them it will still hold the weight of the inside door all right now let's talk about the rubber seals last week i talked about putting the rubber on the outside of the king studs but this week i've completely changed everything with the framing i don't like the idea of buying a prefabricated frame anymore i, I thought about it a lot and i thought it would be easier and in the end I'm, i don't think it's going to be easier and it's going to cause problems so i'm going with the jh brandt method of putting a 16th of an inch thick rubber along the side here and then on the bottom he says which a lot of people might say that doesn't make sense but i think the main reason is so you get a really good seal so the the 16th inch goes up against the 16th inch and we're going to use acoustic sealant on the middle and the two sides of of the rubber all the way around the door you can see it up top there too on all the sides here so this is an important part this will keep odors out from traveling through the gap in your uh, doorway and it also creates a nice seal uh, you are connecting the two walls but rubber is a viscoelastic polymer meaning it helps just like green glue just like mass loaded vinyl it helps reduce the vibration of sound and so it's actually a fairly good insulator uh, of keeping sound out all right now let's go into how to actually build our door so again last week i talked about buying a door from true door a solid core door and I think they're too expensive. I think just going to Home Depot or Lowe's here in the United States or, or a big box store, if you're in Europe, Australia, Bunnings and New Zealand, um, go get a, a solid core door there. They should weigh 66 pounds. Um, and the ones, uh, I know the solid core doors at Home Depot are $125 versus $180 plus shipping from True Door. So, um, save a little money there. I think their doors are, are good enough quality and um, you can paint them or stain them if you want. So we're gonna start with that door. So I'm gonna grab that here. So the door itself, like I said, is one and three quarters inches wide, which is important because this is gonna help with our lock set. And then it also weighs 66 pounds or 30 kilograms for those in the metric. And that's not enough weight to match our two layers of 5 8 inch drywall, which is what our goal is with these doors, is we wanna make a continuous seal. Imagine in a perfect world, you wouldn't have a door and you could just teleport in and out of your soundproof room. Obviously that's impossible. So we have to create an opening that is as good as possible for continuing the mass of our two layers of 5 8 inch drywall. So to do that, we wanna match and ideally exceed the mass or the weight of the doors on each side uh, so that we can keep that seal that that sound stc rating of 63 is what we're shooting for in this situation and so i'm going to design the doors to do that and exceed the weight of our walls so first we need to figure out what is the weight of our walls standard 5 8 inch drywall is 2.2 pounds two layers of it is 4.4 pounds um, i like to use a standard 36 by 80 inch door uh, so the total square footage of that is going to be 20 square feet and if you do the math 4.4 times 20 you get 88 pounds or 40 kilograms so we know that our door needs to be at least 88 pounds each each door needs to be 88 pounds because we have the same amount of weight on each side of our double wall system the thing is that we want to exceed that because a door is not a perfect seal like a continuous piece of two layers of drywall so because we have the seal we're kind of trying to make up for the fact that the door is a weak point in our system and so we try to exceed that mass as best as possible to do that what i recommend doing is adding a layer of 16 gauge steel in the past i used eight pounds per square foot of sheet lead but I don't like using lead anymore. It's toxic and I just don't like the idea of using a toxic material. Plus it's expensive and hard to source. 
16 gauge sheet lead uh, has a weight of 2.66 pounds per square foot. And then we're gonna cover it with 1 8 inch plywood, which you can get fairly readily at most hardware stores. And this way you can add some mass to the inside, the back side of your doors that face the inner cavity on both sides. And that added layer will get us up to 125 pounds per door. We're gonna leave a three quarter inch gap around the inside of our door. So let me show you all this real quick in the model. So there's our, um, there's the steel right there. And you can see there's a little bit of a gap. I left three quarter inches of a gap all the way around our solid core door so that we can add a bank vault seal, which I'll talk about in a second when we talk about building our frame. And if I take the, the steel off, you can then go back and you see the plywood, which is right there. There's our two sides of our door. And so this little added layer is what's really gonna help us. So we put all that back together, get your door, um, and that's gonna add the weight that we need for our door. The other thing you're gonna notice over here, which is, is this little guy sticking out, and this is our continuous hinge. So you can see the continuous hinge here, um, 85 bucks. This is again from True Door. This goes the length of the door. It holds up to 450 pounds, so way more than we need. And I think it will really help with keeping your door flush and not moving as much over time. Uh, it goes the entire length of the door and uh, is flush mounted on there. It does add some width, so uh, you gotta account for that in your rough door opening. Lastly, the other part of the door that we need is the mortise lock. So this is uh, the mortise lock handle. I actually diagrammed this out um, to spec here. We can kind of see this mortise lock. One thing that's important is that because the mortise lock fits the one and three quarter inch door. And this is just a common problem you're gonna run into with building these custom made doors. But the solution is that you cut out around the plywood and the metal for the handle here. And then that handle will stick out a little bit and you'll lose some of the depth of this part of the handle, but it will still work. And you'll notice over here that like, it is really, really close to the side of my seals. So we're just barely getting by with our two and three quarter inch back set, which is a very important part of this whole system is to have a big enough back set to allow for the three quarter inch plywood here and the perimeter seal right here. So I've thought all this through for you to make sure that it works because with my first door, this was a huge mistake that I made. I didn't have a big enough back set. We put too much uh, space between the edge of the door and the handle and our seals didn't fit, um, which then ruins your whole seal and the whole uh, system is not as good as it could have been. This guy right here, the Cal Royale, thought a lot about this. I know it's a hefty price tag, but again, it gives us the big enough back set um, of two and three quarters inch, which the Home Depot ones are cheaper, but they don't have enough of a back set. Plus it has a nice clean um, part right here that allows it so that, you know, our seals will fit where some of the cheaper mortise locks I looked for um, had too much metal kind of around it. It's, this is the type of stuff you have to think about when you're doing soundproofing. It's absolutely insane. Um, so I'm hoping this helps you out. Spend the extra money on this because in the end, this will withstand the weight of a heavier door, having a commercial grade uh, mortise lock. And then the mortise also helps with not going through the entire door, so it helps with soundproofing. Um, one thing you can do is add some, some gasketing so this is just like 99 cents per square foot. That's probably, that's definitely all you need. So $1 and you just take some of this gasketing and you put it over the face. You cut out a 
a bit to go cover this face right here and that'll help prevent sound from like coming into the lock set and going through these little holes and stuff right here and then into your room um seems like you know overkill but this is all part of the process these little details add up over time lastly i'll say you know it's a good idea to hang the door first and then add your metal and your plywood so we've got our um plywood there there's the metal behind it it's got the plywood on top so we put that on after we hang the door just because the door is going to be heavy already let's not make it too too heavy and then you can put it on there now let's talk about building the door frame so the door frame as you can see here um this is the back side of it let me kind of clean this up for you guys so i'm gonna take my seals off all right so now you can kind of see our door frame design here so this is the five quarter inch wood stock right here and this is going to go from the bottom underneath your rubber so touching down near the rubber here all the way around um, you're going to bring it all the way up to the top of your frame and then five quarter inch wood stock again goes across the middle here and then same thing on this side um, the five quarter inch wood stock doesn't go too far um, it doesn't bridge the entire thing make sure that you don't bridge anything because that ruins our soundproofing it'll protrude one and a quarter inches out because this is how far you're drywall is going to protrude so if i put the drywall back on here you can see that the drywall goes right up against like that and then eventually you'd put your door trim on and then you have a nice sealed up door um, again acoustic caulking around all this stuff is really important and if there's any gaps between here you can put some uh backer and acoustic sealant in there as well so that's the idea with our door frame and, and before i had talked about trying to get a pre pre-built frame because i thought it'd be easier to hang the door but you know with all these seals and the custom nature of all this there's really no way to do that so i came back to the basics and i said let's use um, a really solid five quarter inch or, or even bigger two inches uh, we don't want to go under one and a quarter inch for this piece of wood because it needs to support such a heavy door now you're going to see these other guys here these are um this is a one by three so you can see this right here after we put in our initial door frame um, we're going to put in the one by three but you actually want to hang the door first because the one by threes are going to be put in based off our door so let's actually say we're, we're hanging our door and then we're going to put in these one by threes and I, the black stuff right here is actually frost king weather stripping so this is going to be pushed up against the door so that when the door is closed you get about a 50% compression on the weather stripping. And that's going to make your first seal. And this is very important. Uh, you're still going to have a big fat bottom uh, opening at the bottom of your door, which we'll talk about in a second. You're like, okay, that's not sealed. And this second set of seals is going to go over your floor. So at this point, you know, you would put in your, uh, this is a half inch flooring. Um, so that goes up a half inch. This is our first layer right here. And then the rubber and uh, then we realize that our gap is a little bit smaller under here, um, probably more like three eighths of an inch, which is their goal, uh, goal when hanging a door. Alrighty, so crazy stuff. We've got our, our one by threes all the way around and then that Frost King, which I'll show you real quick. Uh, and the one by threes are perfect because they fit their three quarters of an inch. Uh, one by three is not is actual size is three quarters of an inch. So the Frost King three quarter inch weather stripping right here, six bucks. You know, if you have to replace it, it's cheap. And this stuff will go right on top of that one by three and stick right to it. So that's what I recommend for your inside seals. A lot of people recommend trunk rubber, GM trunk rubber. We, we bought it, we used it, it's very rigid. Uh, the door tends to bounce off of it. I didn't like it 
the Frost King ended up working way better, way cheaper. Uh, so in the end, that's what I recommend to my clients. All right, so now that we've got this part set up and our door is there, um, we can add in the, the eighth inch plywood and the 16 gauge metal now, and that's gonna go, you know, around it's not it's going to go on the inside of the three quarter inch seal so we have that bank vault seal uh let me just show you what that looks like real quick um so here's your bank vault seal where the door is going to hit that and then you're going to have your uh zero international seal after it so these are the seals we're about to put on which is going to hit that second layer so let me show you what that looks like so we'll go on the other side of our door here and kind of back up a little bit so these guys are the perimeter seals which are expensive and a lot of you guys might try to find cheaper ones you know this is where it's kind of up to you and your budget this is what i recommend because i think it's the best these are adjustable perimeter seals they're highly recommended zero international uh, i'll show you guys real quick i have this pulled up here um yeah very expensive but the best um so these these will you know go up against your door over time you can change them make sure that the seal is really solid i'm about to put these and install them in my own door so i'll let you know how they work uh, but this is what i recommend on the two sides and the top of your door you could go a cheaper route if you wanted to and this is actually what jh brant i think says in his door building guide uh, you could just do the one by three again and just make sure that you know again you have enough back set over here make sure your back set's right uh so you have enough of a gap here for your door handle um but yeah you can do all that if you want and that would save you 500 bucks because the one by three plus fosking is is very cheap but i would warn to say that you might not get as good a soundproofing because i've done this myself and that final really solid seal that you get with a high quality seal is worth it now there's no way around it with this door system you have to put in a bottom seal and uh, I recommend getting the the 0367 AA heavy-duty surface mounted automatic door bottom this is again sort of the highest of the line on acoustic side of the seal this is how it works here so you can see that um, when the door drops down the seal when the door is closed it hits a little button that drops the seal to the floor so in our diagram here you can see that I've kind of put this in so that that seal is down, the door is closed, and there's no air coming under the door anymore. And this thing is designed to stop sound at a high STC rating from going through your door. And remember, you're gonna have two of them because you have a double door system. So all the seals uh, will work even better once both doors are installed. All right, so that's how you do the seals. Now we've got most of our door finished. I'll put the handles back on there so you can see the handle there. Now, the last part of our door system, assuming that you're building both doors, so um, what we can do here is, is put in the insulation. So let me show you with the other door. I'll put the So by the way, this is the pink insulation in our walls here, which I haven't really talked about. Um, one of the big myths that people don't realize is that this insulation can actually go through your air gap if you want. You could buy two by four insulation, put it on either side, try to maintain the air gap. But if you're using thicker insulation, like I did in my studio, to get an R30 value or higher because of the outside walls all touching the outside and needing better climate control, you can do uh, faced R30 insulation that goes through both wall cavities. That's that's okay. It won't kill your um, isolation. The real key here is that the two two by fours aren't ever connected. All right. So here we have our final double sided door. But what I want to show you is actually the inside. So I think I can do this where 
in the inside of our doors here, you're going to notice that you still have this cavity between your doors. So there's the, that's the rubber seal that we put on. And then we have our five quarter inch plywood right there, uh, Woodstock, I mean, and then our one by threes right here. And this little area doesn't look so nice. So what we want to do is we want to actually add some Corning 703 or Knopf Ecos insulation. Um, the first layer can be, I've made it yellow, assuming you're buying the Corning 703 because that's kind of what it looks like. And you see how we filled that first layer in, cut it perfectly. You know, if you want to glue it in with construction adhesive, that's fine. Or if it fits snugly, um, just with friction alone, that's fine because we're going to be covering it on top with another layer. And let me show you real quick. GIK Acoustics actually sells this stuff. I really like their Ecos brand, this one that's the three pound six pack. Uh, this rigid fiberglass is, is more eco-friendly and I do like it. Um, you can buy the Corning 703, um, same exact price from them. And that'll give you six of these guys, which is more than enough to do the, these door panels that I'm about to talk about. This is also great stuff for your acoustic panels. It's high, what I recommend. And GIK is great here in the US and in Europe. Um, but you can also source this from local uh, heart, um, building suppliers. It's usually not at like Home Depot or Lowe's or it might be in Bunnings in Australia. And then also I just want to mention uh, they sell fabric by the yard. This is acoustic fabric. It's nice. And then Guilford of Maine is kind of the industry standard for the highest level acoustic fabric. Also has good fire ratings, but you pay for it with the $20 per yard. And this is $12 per yard. So I usually buy my fabrics from GIK uh, just so it's consistent with my GIK panels. You guys can go to a local fabric store as long as you can breathe through the fabric, then that is also going to be acoustic, meaning that air can pass through the fabric itself and into the insulation behind it. Fire safety is important. So, you know, knowing what the fire ratings are in the fabric is also helpful. Okay. So I just wanted to say that. So we're going to use either the Ecos or the Corning 703 in here, and then we're going to do fabric wrapped Corning 703 or the Ecos fiberboard. And I just chose like a off-white color, but you could do black or blue or whatever you wanted. And that makes our final door seal. So you can see the final seal here looks really nice all the way around, which is our goal for this opening here, because we don't want to see the rubber or anything like that. This also helps with the insulation of the door um, and adds to the isolation of the door uh, because of having that insulation in there. It also means that your doors are not technically bridged. If we were to put wood in there, our soundproofing would not work as well. So this, again, fiberglass and rubber, they don't conduct uh, sound as well as wood or metal um, or concrete. So these type of building materials are essentially still decoupling um, our walls. So let me just put it all in there. And then uh, you got your two layers of five inch drywall. There's the finished doors on both sides, mortise locks on either side. And voila, there is your finished door. That was a lot, right? Now you're probably wondering how much does this door system cost? Well, it's, it's not pretty. I'm, I'm not going to lie, but let's go over it real quick. So this is from my blog article that I, I write every week, if you're not familiar with this on my website, but this is the system. So we've got $124 for the Home Depot solid core door, the, the rubber, you know, $27 or more, depending on if you need more for your, around your door there. Uh, the Cal Royal lock set is $206. So 207, if you go up there, uh, the heavy door, uh, heavy mortise seal hinge is $85 and five cents. Our heavy duty surface mounted automatic door bottom is 157.58. 
that zero international perimeter gasketing is is a tough one. It's five hundred thirty dollars there, but I still recommend it. And the Frost King weather stripping is thirteen bucks. Uh, we got our wood stock for twenty four dollars. One by three for twenty two. Sixteen gauge metal. This one's a tricky one too. One hundred twenty dollars and forty three cents. Um, if you can source it lo locally, that's what it should cost. Shipping can add a ton of extra cost. And then the plywood's pretty cheap at just $18. Um, so the total cost per door, like one actual door on the two sides of the entryway is $1,338.53. I know, it's a lot. And then the total cost per entryway, so we talk about a passageway uh, with both doors, is $2,677.06. So. I used to say you could do it for 1500, but I, I just don't think it's that easy. And, and so now I'm kind of working with my clients and using my budget calculator using this number now, because I like this design. I know it's going to work really well. And there's places if someone was on a really tight budget, you know, you could forego, like I said, these seals and try to just add your own seal. But again, you might get questionable results. You could try to get a much cheaper lock set again. I've, I've done this. My lock set is barely hanging in there with such a heavy door. So, uh, also it ruins your soundproofing going all the way through the door. So, you know, these are things to think about. So those are some places where you could maybe, uh, save on, on costs. Uh, you gotta do a door bottom. You can maybe get a cheaper one, but you know, 157 bucks versus 50 bucks or, you know, $80. I don't know if it's worth it. And then, um, yeah, you need some nice hinges. You know, that's just the way it's going to be. So do what you want to do. This is what I recommend for, for my clients. Um, and I'm kind of sharing all this information with you to help you out. All right. So that was a lot, everybody. Uh, this video took me hours this week, but it had the ulterior motive of also creating a system for my clients um, so that I have, I know exactly where to source everything. I know exactly how much everything costs. And I have a, a way that I know I like to build my doors. And this is coming from my own experience as well as researching J.H. Brandt and what I know from Roger Weiss. So it's kind of all this information coming together to my own somewhat personal design heavily borrowed from J.H. Brandt. That said, if you guys are going down this road, you know how complicated this is. You can see in this video that, you know, I spend way too much time thinking about it. But if you're going down that route, definitely check out that free soundproofing workshop. Uh, just go to soundproofyourstudio.com slash workshop. And if you're interested in, in working with me, uh, if you're like, I don't want to do all this work that Wilson's already done, and you're interested in some consulting, I do open up a few slots here and there for people uh, to come on as uh, a personal consultant of mine, and I help you through the entire process of building your soundproof room or soundproof recording studio. Um, if you want to do that, you can always go to the website and just click book free soundproof clarity call and uh, you'll fill out a quick little application. And then if, if you meet the criteria, you know, we'll jump on a call together and we can talk about your project. Um, I'm always happy to help people all over the world. Metric, Imperial, doesn't matter. Australia, New Zealand, doesn't matter. I'll help you find the materials. And uh, yeah, so let me know if that's interest of you. And I hope you all have enjoyed this video and I'll see you all next week. Thank you.